This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. Each year, many athletes, regardless of their sport, have aspirations to get to the top level of competition, whether it's making it to the NFL, NBA, the Olympics, or in some cases to the college level if their sport doesn't have a professional organization to get to. And yet, the war of attrition takes hold as the number of athletes moving from one level to the next dwindles, and many athletes have to come up, overcome adversity and setbacks in order to persevere. With me today to talk about this issue is Coach Joey Thomas, former head coach of Garfield High School and now an assistant coach on the college level. Good morning, Joey. Hey, how you doing? Good, and yourself? I'm doing well. I have no complaints. I'm here in paradise in Florida. <laughs> I know that's right. Joey, in the Seattle Medium this week and online at seattlemedium.com, we had a story about a young athlete by the name of Morgan Gill Young who runs track for Seattle University. While Seattle U was not her first stop, it certainly appears that she's found a home that's a good fit for her, as she originally went to Washington State University, where she things just didn't work out for her. Uh, now, your story is very similar to Morgan's in that you were recruited to play football for the University of Washington, and it wasn't quite the right fit for you at that time, but you were able to uh, rebound, reflect, refocus, and went on to have a great career uh, at uh, in Montana, and also went on to the pro level and played a few years in the NFL. Uh, can you kind of, you know, talk about that little a little bit as it relates to, you know, your journey and some of the things that you had to overcome? Right. Uh, like you said, my journey is very similar to what Morgan went through. Um, you know, I was recruited. I went to the University of Washington, uh, you know, got there, and they pretty much – you know, said the same thing that she was told, you know, that I wasn't a good fit for that level, that they didn't think I was a D1 player. You know, that's always tough to hear. Um, you know, this was something that I worked my whole life for. So, you know, when I heard that, I had two options. You know, I could shut down and quit and not play football no more, or I could go find a home and go play ball somewhere and continue to do the things I love and go prove them wrong. And that's what I chose to do, you know. Um, I went to Montana State University. When my cousin was attending, uh, Latrell Williams, God rest his soul. Um, and I went to Montana State and, uh, I played football there and, you know, I was able to get an opportunity to play on Sundays and I had great mentors, John Rushing, God bless his soul. Um, you know, that helped mold me and shape me into the, you know, the player and the young man, you know, that I was. And, you know, we maintained that relationship until we passed, but, very similar, very similar. In, in, in both stories, um, we were hit with adversity. And, you know, adversity doesn't build character, it reveals it. You know, we don't rise to the level of our training, but, but you know, we fall to the level of our preparation. You know, so 
you fall back on what you know. And for me, the, the thing that's helped me persevere through life uh, is my father never told me I couldn't do anything. You know, I was never told I can't. My father never told me I can't. Society told me I couldn't. This world told me I couldn't. But my dad never told me that I couldn't. He always told me what I had to do to accomplish my goals. You can do it, but you got to do X, Y, and Z. It's going to be tough, but if you make the sacrifices, you can get it done. So I don't live in a world of I can't do something. Can't's not in my vocabulary. I don't believe in that. And when I look at her story, you know, and I love what her father told her. You know, her father said something along the lines is um, only you can dictate the outcome of your life. And that's something that I've said my whole entire life. Only you can decide, you know, the outcome of your life. Can't nobody else determine what you're going to do in this lifetime. And that was a huge, you know, like when I was reading the story, that was a huge uh, parenting moment uh, by her father. And, uh, you know, I loved it because it just reminded me of my childhood and kind of how my dad is, you know, raised me how to think. And when individuals have that mindset, they live a life with no limits. It's a limitless life. And, um, those individuals are typically successful in whatever they do. Right. And, and Joey, you know, many people don't under, understand the mindset of an athlete uh, and, you know, what it takes for them to get to an elite level. When it comes to not giving up, continue to pursue their dreams, you know, people see the end result. They don't see that all the times they've been knocked down, yes. that, you know, they've been punched in the gut, things of that nature. You know, how hard is it to start over when someone tells you that you're not good enough or don't have what it takes? You know, and what does that, you know, mindset look like, you know, because I'm sure it doesn't happen to people during their athletic careers, even their professional careers outside of athletics. You know, it doesn't happen just one time. Right. It happens, you know, quite a few times along this road, along this journey, because it's a, it's a long journey. It's not a short journey. Right. First of all, thank you so much for asking that question. Um, and I'm going to try to answer it. And if I go off left, just bring me back. Uh, okay. Because we live in this world where, it's all about instant gratification. It's all about results. And all we do is we talk about outcomes, but we don't talk about journeys. We don't talk about the failures. And I think as a community, uh, that's where we fall short because we don't share our journeys. You know, we don't share our failures. Everybody wants to know their successes, but the failures is part, you know, of the journey. And it's never a loss. It's always a lesson, but we don't share those things. And so I'm so grateful that you asked that question right there because I think it's so important as a whole, regardless if it's business, parenting, struggles, teaching, learning, that we share the process, you know, what we went through and what we learned and how we fell short. So thank you for asking that question. Um, I guess for everyone, this process is a little different, but for me, I was stubborn enough not to allow anyone to dictate what I can and can't do in my life. And... You know, that was big, and I was crazy enough to know I could get it done. Um, anytime that you're trying to accomplish anything that's great or anything that's different, you're going to get hit with adversity. There's nobody that I can think of in history that has accomplished anything great that didn't have to go through some adversity, that didn't have some type of roadblock. Like, if you go through history and you look at it, everybody had to go through something. We don't always uh, glorify that, but everybody's had something. So you have to be stubborn. Like I tell people this all the time when, you know, I give speeches and I talk. And it's very unconventional when some people get upset with me, but I truly believe this. 
there is no plan B. There is no plan B. I was going to be successful because I didn't have a plan B. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that's the way to go when it comes to sports, but in my life, there was no plan B. I had plan A, and I was going to figure out a way to get it done. It didn't matter if I had to go over that wall, under that wall, through that wall, to the left of that wall, to the right of the wall. I was going to get it done. You know, they're just saying, burn the boats, because we're not going back. And I think when you have a plan B, when you hit adversity, it's so much easier to fall back on your next plan, on your second thing, on your second option. But if you burn the boats and you can't go back, you can't retreat, you got to figure it out. You got to find a way. You can't make an excuse because there is no other option but plan A. And so for me, I was so fixated on that, I wouldn't allow nothing that you threw at me to stop me from accomplishing plan A. Most people fail in life not because they're not smart enough, not because they're not good enough, not because they don't have it. You know, they fall short because they give up too soon. The success doesn't happen on their time frame. You know, they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And the thing that people got to realize, as long as you keep going, as long as you keep persevering and you keep moving forward, that's progress and you will get there. You know, I tell people all the time, like, if you want to be a doctor, it may take, you know, the typical person four hours of study for that doctor work. But if they're willing to put in eight, if it takes you eight, you too can be a doctor. You have no limits, but most people are not willing to what is required for them to be successful. They look at other people and say, well, if I got to do nine hours and it only takes the average person five hours, I don't want to put in nine hours. Shoot, I don't care how many hours I'm putting in. If this is what I want to do, then this is what I'm going to do, period. And I think you have to be stubborn in your thought process. You have to be open to growth. You got to be willing to learn, but you have to be stubborn in your belief. And you have to be crazy enough to know you. You have to be, because when you're trying to obtain something that's different, you're going to get hit out with adversity. And most elite athletes, you know, people call it pride, but there's a certain level of a. Uh, confidence and a certain level of perseverance that you have to have. And if you look at any high achiever, they usually have some of those qualities. Joey, let's talk a little bit about, about young athletes today um, and really just messaging to them because, you know, you know, and why some people, athletes or some people, even if we take it outside of athletics, are more successful than others. And, you know, you've worked with young people at a lot of different levels, and you know as well as I know is not always the most naturally talented person that makes it to the next level. Right, right. It's mindset. It's mindset. I think, and this is unfortunate, this is truly unfortunate, and having kids, you know, I have a teenage daughter who runs track, you know, I have a teenage son, um, you know, and I have younger kids, and being a high school coach and being around youth, you see it a lot when you have a lot of really talented and gifted athletes, sometimes a lot is giving to them. You know, um, they don't necessarily have to grind as tough or as hard for it. So when, and this doesn't go for all of them, but when some of them find themselves in a position to where they got to go get it or they got to grind for it or they see someone just as equally talented, you know, they don't know how to respond. And I think what happens often, the kid who was younger who has to grind and get it out the mud, as they say, and work for everything they got, when they meet people or they have to compete with individuals who have talent, 
it's not a big deal for them to compete because they've been competing their whole life. And I think sometimes being extremely talented at a young age can be uh, a detriment to an athlete if it's not nurtured right. And I think we do a poor job as a society is nurturing talented people at a young age. Um, we glorify, you know, we put them on pedestals, you know, we crown people before it's time. And, you know, I laugh and I giggle all the time, like, you know, parents are, you know, uh, so excited about what their kids are doing in fourth grade, seventh grade, and even ninth grade. And I'm looking like, who cares? Like, it does not matter what you do at these ages. It really does not matter. Because if we're talking about in 10 years what you did as a fourth grader or a ninth grader, you probably missed the mark. So I think you got to have a different mindset and look at the end game and taking the steps and the progressions to get to wherever it is that you're trying to get to on your journey. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but no, that that's what came to mind. And that, that leads me into my next question because, you know, you brought up the, uh, the issue of parents. And it, as we're talking about parents, you know, let's talk a little bit about the term student-athlete because, you know, many kids don't really know what that means. They may think they do but really don't. But more importantly, I think it's important for parents to really know what that means because a lot of parents place a lot of energy into their kids to get to the ne- next level and have aspirations for them, you know, going pro, going to college, all these things, but don't have a firm understanding of what it really means for their child, their young man, young woman to be a student athlete, and that stretches beyond just the academics of being in the classroom when you talk about being a true student athlete and being successful. Well, I think a lot of that is because as a society, we don't glorify it. You know, people like attention. You know, who doesn't like attention or does feel good? So when we start glorifying those things more as a society, and I'm talking about us, I'm talking about a community, you know, then those things would be, uh, have more of an emphasis. But I think the biggest thing is just raising good, respectful young women and young men. I, I think that's so undervalued. Um, don't judge me based off how athletically talented my child is. You know, based on, you know, how I'm doing as a parent, how my son or daughter treats you, you know, their manners, you know, how they go about their day-to-day life, you know, how they're, you know, how they treat people that they don't have to be kind to. Um, But I, you know, for me, you know, uh, someone who was in high school as a coach and, you know, worked in education, academics for me is first and foremost. That's big. You know, and you don't have to be an A-B student because not everybody's an A-B student. Hell, I wasn't an A-B student, you know, just being honest. But you got to learn, you know, what is required so you can move forward. And your education is going to take you so much further than this sport is. And, you know, I get it. Everybody talks about the 1%, the guys that play in the NBA, the guys that play in the field or or the WNBA or overseas, you know, uh, but even those guys got to know, you know, got to have an education, you know, got to know how to manage their money, got to know how to balance a checkbook. Oh, well, you know, you hear people say, oh, well, I'll, I'll pay somebody to do that. But why? You know, why spend your money doing that? You know, you can invest that money back into your community, you know, buy some land or some property. So for me, I would say education first. And I would just say as a parent, you know, spend time raising your child. You know, don't let uh, technology raise your child. Don't let society raise your child. And that's tough. Like, I got a 
six-year-old and I got a four-year-old that's going to be a five-year-old. And I'm telling you, that's tough. Because it's easy to give someone a device and, you know, do what you want to do. But, you know, have conversations, you know, with your young kids and with your teenagers. Because regardless if you're talking to them or not, they're learning. You know, they're learning from you and they're learning from society. So I think we just need more conversation. And I think we need to maximize the 24 hours that we have in the day. And spend it just talking, you know, teaching them the right way. That's just my speaking, opinion. Speaking of learning, uh, Joey, you, you've now reset. You know, you played pro football. Now you're in the field of coaching, has, have had success in everything that you've done, but you're, you know, uh, but you're really starting to do it all over again, just in a, in a different venue, a different, you know, it's, it's a different game. You're not no longer the, the player. Now you're into coaching. You know, with, with that being said, you know, what is it you hope that people learn? You hope people take away from hearing stories like yours um, and Morgan's when it comes to overcoming adversity, self-reflection, refocusing, and moving forward and really climbing to the top, regardless of whether they're an athlete or not, but just in their general everyday life, but also speaking to some of these young athletes um, and parents as well. Right. Well, first and foremost, Morgan is a superstar. Her mindset is just phenomenal, so I'm a fan. Um, and I think at the end of the day, you know, it's all about TOP and totally optimizing your potential day in and day out. And I think if we focus on that as individuals in the classroom and society and any activity that we do, we'll be okay because it's you versus you, right? It's you versus you day in and day out and you owe you. So I think if, if that's your mentality, you'll be all right. But the biggest thing, the greatest takeaway from her story and from my story, you know, in my opinion is, is to know and understand that no one can dictate the outcomes of your life. No one can determine what you can and cannot do in this lifetime. Only you can. You know, when you're hit with a roadblock, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to make a decision to keep going or to allow this roadblock to determine what I'm going to do. Roadblocks are just opportunities to prove to yourself that you really want what you say you want. You know, the deal was made when you woke up. Now you got to make a decision to keep moving forward. And I think that's the biggest thing. Perseverance, I believe, is one of the greatest talents and gifts that I was given as a person. You know, the ability to persevere. That no matter what the circumstance is, I'm going to find a way, you know. And if something happens, then we just adjust. We just make adjustments. We adapt and we move forward. That's all we're doing. But the deal was made. When I woke up, this is what I'm doing. And if I get hit with a roadblock, I just adjust. And I think if you approach life that way, you know, it, it becomes easier because life is hard. You know, you're going to have adversity. Things are going to happen. You know, family, you know, whatever the case may be. But only you can dictate what you can and can't do. Your circumstance does not do that up to you because you owe you and at the end of the day you versus you period right well joey i want to thank you for joining us on today's show appreciate your message to our community uh, as a whole the the young people the old people i'm sure anybody who's listened to this conversation this morning um can get something out of this conversation that motivates them to continue to drive and be the best that they can be at whatever it is they set their mind to. Um, also, if people want to hear, uh, read more about Joey's story, um, we did run an uh, article in the Seattle Medium newspaper a few years back, so you can go to seattlemedium.com 
and just Google his, uh, search for his name, uh, Joey Thomas, and you can read that story. It's it's a little dated because it's you know before he moved on to the from from coaching at Garfield High School, but certainly gives you uh, insight into um, his journey to that level and what he had to overcome as a young person at the uh, University of Washington and what he was able to do um, at Montana State University and at the. So, Joey, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. Anytime, just you know, call me, man. It's a pleasure to you know to be on the show and just 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 one last thing. Like, in everything that I've done in my life, like, I'm not special. You know, I'm an average, normal dude. You know, and if I did it, you can do it too in whatever field and avenue that you want to do it in. So go get it. No excuses. Blame no one. And do something. All right. Uh, you know, much love to you and your family. Uh, best in all your endeavors. And, and, you know, wish you and your, your family all the best in all of your guys' endeavors moving forward, Joey. Man, I appreciate you.